No. No. Nobody's gonna start. What? Nobody's gonna start. Start what? I give you the Boom. countdown. For Nobody's fucking paying attention. All right, three, two, one, peace, go. <laughs> Fuck it, when you're listening to perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports, I am your host, Peas Del Reese. I am, of course, joined by my co-host, who is also uh, quarantined as well. Uh, oh. How's it going, buddy? Hey, how are you? How's it going? Okay, all right, all right. That's a new voice. That's a new voice. I'm glad you It is, it. and I'm wearing our, uh, I mean, it's not printed yet, but. Uh, this is the high quality stuff we're going to be getting for our merchandise. I love how is we don't have our logo. Is that a zipper? Won't be affected. Uh, it's not a zipper. It's my microphone. What is it? Nothing. It's literally nothing. It looks like it's a zipper. I thought you were it's, wearing a sweater. It's because, no, it's because I have the, the, the my microphone, the wire. Yeah. That's his don't charger. Ask, don't ask questions you don't want the answers to, fuck. <laughs> okay. Asking those questions, of course, is our lead Graphon, Duke. Graphon? <laughs> Yep, let's crack your boys. boys. Duke, you look like you're ready to tell us like a really nice story about how you, uh, how you ravaged the woman in your old college days from 75 years ago. I won't do that. Wrong time to do it. Uh, yeah, I feel, it I feel like you're time. about to make a, a confession to 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 Rowan Farrell. I feel like you're about to tell us a really long story about how you invested this, this millions into nipple. a company that didn't work. The red thing on my nipple. Hey man, listen. When a prince of Nigeria reaches out to you personally, you <laughs> yeah. answer him and you, you help. He's a prince. And the prince of our show, of course, is our producer, the Eagle at Master Control. How's it going, buddy? I would have you murdered on the spot if I was an actual prince. And I know. I know. I was <laughs> I'd be the first victim. I was uh, talking to the boys from the Paving the Way podcast. Uh, for those who haven't checked out the hot sauce interview that Eagle and I put out uh, this week. Uh, we sat down and talked to the guys from the Paving the Way podcast, bilingual basketball podcast, um, and we talked about uh, the Last Dance, of course. Uh, that is our final uh, sort of our final words on uh, that that docu series, uh, aside from the article that's going to be posted tomorrow morning. So definitely also <laughs> that. But we said that uh, Eagle was kind of like Jordan in that Jordan went uh, to six championships and won them all. Eagle's been dealing with me on several podcasts for six straight years. Champion. So. Who's more impressive in your opinion? To me, obviously, Eagle. Uh, guys, quarantine is starting you, to get the best of us, uh, but uh, restrictions are slowly being lifted. Uh, so we're closer and closer to getting back to the studio and closer and closer to doing our regular show. I'm excited for that. Uh, but Do you guys want to get back at the studio? Kind of. No. You yeah. are at the studio, I know. Good. I, like it. Already, I like so. it like this. Um, in, terms of, in terms of audio quality, in terms of... Uh, not talking over each other and being able to react to videos and, and internet yeah. stuff. Uh, that's fun to do in studio. It's tougher to do it this way. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Although I do like planting my ass in my house. I, I, I got to see if I can convert part of my home into the podcast studio. And Duke can't do his Mr. Rogers pose. That's true. Did you, uh, do you guys think there's going to be more or less traffic when we get back? Like, I mean, just in terms of the, it's, it's going to be just that never ended. It's going to be just as much 10% more because everybody that wasn't on the road is going to be like, Oh, I have to be on the road now. Oh, so but I wonder if it's going to be fixed by now. Like we, ever since we started at the podcast, it's always been construction on the road all the way there. Oh, but I passed by that corner Duke where we were always stuck in traffic. Yeah. Um, and it is now completely blocked. That intersection is completely blocked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what they They'll keep doing. That one, that one road has been under construction uh, for uh, for two years. And I just want to get yeah. to the Dick Ann's over there, and I can't. It, it, it's <laughs> so hard. So, like, it's it's not particularly close. 
but it takes me less time to walk to the studio than the when drive. you drive me because drive. of how awful the construction is. Um, one thing I was thinking about uh, is how awful this situation could be for those uh, in a side piece relationship. Um, how long has it been for all those who, who said, you know, uh, hey, I promise I'm single, I'm single, I'm single. How long is it before their side piece realized, oh, no, he's at home uh, with his girlfriend and can't answer these texts and or calls? So there you go for it. So I figure that this quarantine has probably ended more relation that more relationships than it's fixed. Yeah. Okay. And I think that I mean I know of one. I'm a friend of mine knows of three divorces already. <laughs> not not including mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yours doesn't count though. Yours this count. was in December. Yours is your, yours is about you know technically it does because uh, coronavirus started happening before December. Okay. But we didn't know about it then. So, I mean, we uh, knew about it, just that like, Terry, Terry's mind was in China, right? So he's a little bit like predicting the future. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I know, Terry can predict the future. Uh, like, Terry Tam, I'm Asian. I was thinking though, so like, do you think it's created, uh, it's ended more relationships or created new ones with, got, with you know, guys with nothing to do with their dick in their hands, sending out DMs all night. Not like, not like the DMs are risk-free because you can't meet up, so, but now... Now that the, the sexual transmitted disease known as COVID-19 is passing, uh, you know, the, the days to maybe meet up with, with, with those who've DM uh, are, are slowly coming to pass. So yeah, I've never, so I, go ahead, Igor. I was going to say, I find now, especially uh, COVID relationships are a lot like American politics. They're COVID. very polarized. Either you guys like are super much more tight and everything because you spend so much time together or yeah. you fucking hate each other and you can't do anything. Like there's no yeah. middle ground. Yeah, I was I was gonna say for for me it's actually been kind of awesome because my wife and I work different shifts. I have the podcast. I'm almost never home usually, uh, so I was worried. I'm like, man, she's gonna be spending all this time with me. Um, but no, she, it's, it's, and it's you're already weird. insufferable enough as it is one hour a week. I know. So. I, can't, I can't. I know. I can't. Imagine. She, imagine. <laughs> like honestly, she, she I, deserves a medal, man, or something. Anyway, at least a statue but I, somewhere. But the question the question is more about like who would stay like. I guess what you're trying to say is like, is it, are there more couples that are going to survive this, or more couples that are not? And I, honestly, uh, it really depends. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that depend on it. Like, how long have they been together? I, I was I'm asking I was a similar. I was I was having a similar conversation that like, um, I feel like if you're a newer couple during this, it's probably not going to last. Oh, you know? I, I, I I can, I can agree to that. Yeah, you know, especially if you're away from each other. Hmm. If you're not seeing each other, I can see that as an issue. But also, being a new couple, three, four months in, you don't really know each other that well. You don't know your shitty tendencies. You don't know what pisses each other off. Like, a younger relationship that's been together for three, four months, like, I can't see them going 10 weeks where they can't see anyone else. I can't see that working. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But that wasn't the question I was asking, though. I was asking for those, specifically the side piece relationship. Like, our... our, um, Fuckboy's going to be getting their dicks wet more with new relationships, or are they now just walking be- with with it between their legs, saying like, "Oh man, I screwed up. My girl found out, and my side piece found out. I'm going to be completely lonely as soon as COVID ends." Uh, that's probably happening a lot. But I know, I know. We actually, we all know this this person. I'm not going to blast him, but he's uh, 
he matched with a relative of mine on uh, Tinder or whatever dating app. I've never used a dating app, so I don't know how they and work. Terry, I told her I'm taking her. Already, so. <laughs> I and his say it was Mo Khan, and I'm like, he doesn't have. No, no way. No, no, he's not matching anybody. Is he back uh, yet? By the way, from like his suburban jungle, desert, underwater, ground spaceship trip to nowhere. Well, he's been uh, he's been making uh, grammatically incorrect tweets all day, so he's back. <laughs> um. No, so and his one of my, so the guy that we know his uh, his Tinder profile says if you like Mc, I'll I'll fall for you if you like McDonald's and I'm like fuck I like McDonald's he's casting a wide net man he's casting a wide net <laughs> uh, for people with terrible taste choose me <laughs> but also in his profile picture he has a picture of me <laughs> in his profile yeah because it's our it's our uh, our uh, our team I'm not gonna say what sport it is. So uh, technically, uh, when that person decides, hey, I'm going to hook up with this person we know, they're really saying, I'm going to hook up with Terry Tan, only yeah. to be severely disappointed. I mean, disappointed? Relieved <clears throat> should be more of. It's true, it's true. Duke's clearing his throat means he's bored. Yeah, <laughs> super fucking bored. What are you talking about? Are we supposed to talk about sports here? Okay, we are. We are sports and, so Duke can wake um, up a bit. What other sports? So Mr. Rogers can wake up. There, there's Terry. I don't know about you. I have I have a, a specific era. Maybe it's related to like my age and like sort of like our ages. Uh, there, there's a specific era in sports, whether it's uh, wrestling, baseball, or boxing. The the '90s for me is supreme, right? Like yeah, it's I, true. I, I I still talk. I could still list probably all major league starting rosters uh, from the from the most of the '90s. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I went down the path listening to Undertaker entrance themes this week. And then finally, um, we saw the post with Mike Tyson looking shirtless. And my God, I, I'm i disappointed because I'm, you know, about 20 years younger than, than Mike Tyson. And I will never look as good as he looks now. Mike Tyson looks absolutely great now. And Eagle is probably going to post up the picture. Um so Mike Tyson right now he's 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 being offered twenty million dollars to do another boxing fight and he says that he's going to donate all the money to charity and uh, it's good for him he he was actually he went on a rate on a on a sports show probably three months ago two months ago and he was kind of crying because he says he has no purpose in life anymore you know he started his weed company and his cigar company and all these companies he, he's obviously he's not struggling he has his book he has his podcast he does a lot of things. But he feels like he doesn't have a purpose anymore because he's a fighter. He's a born fighter. He's been fighting since he was 16 years old at the highest level. So, and he just decided to start training again with Vitor Belfort from the UFC. And uh, man, the guy looks unbelievable. Unbelievable. Imagine if that's what you told your parents. They're like, oh, honey, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to punch people in the face. Well, I know guys. I know guys that uh, started fighting at 14 years old. Like they either did like uh, amateur boxing or jujitsu, and it's what they wanted to do. And their and their parents are in their corner every fight, and you know it's just it's it's like Rory McDonald for like he's he trains here, but he's from Vancouver. Uh, he was in the UFC. Now he's in the now he's in the PFL, and he uh, he became a professional fighter at 16 years old because he knew he wanted to do that. He wanted to be GSP, and that's what it was. Yeah, I've always said there's there's something about the psychology of wanting to get punched in the face. Uh, and we all saw that video of Mike Tyson uh, still displaying that amazing hand speed. But what I've heard, uh, Terry, and, and, and as much as uh, you tend to be a UFC expert, and you, you, know, you're, you know a ton about fighting in general, I actually know boxing a little bit more than, than I do know the UFC. Uh, one thing I've always heard is that the, the hand speed is the last thing to go. So while Mike Tyson yeah, still hit exactly. hard, while he's still 
his impressive hand speed, his his instincts in the ring, his uh, reaction well, speed, his footwork would not, and his and his endurance would not be uh, what we remember from '90s Mike Tyson. Well, listen, it's not going to be a reg a standard boxing fight then from like like what we usually gotten from Mike Tyson. First of all, the, your hand speed is the last thing to go, um, but your chin is the first thing to go. That's known. Your chin, if you can't get, take a punch anymore, you're not taking one any. It's not gonna. You're not gonna be able to get back your chin. So, yeah. So uh, it's not gonna be the same kind of fight. He's gonna fight. Tito Ortiz has been rumored. Tito Ortiz wants to fight him. He said that they're gonna double Mayweather and McGregor numbers, which I don't think will ever happen. They had like three and a half million pay per view buys. Like it's, it's not gonna. You're not gonna get more than that. Tito Ortiz, like he, Tito Ortiz, thinks he's still relevant, and he's the reason why I started watching the UFC. But he's not you know what i mean and and for him to think um, that him and mike tyson are going to double mcgregor and May mayweather who were are who are still relevant is is crazy to me so it's not going to be like a regular boxing fight that we we're used to watching it's going to be it's going to be like a novelty act i think i realize i realize a lot of people are going to buy into this and i and i and i also realize too that like mike tyson is still probably even even at his advanced stage still one of the best ever right um, but god damn it bores me like if if there's one thing if there's one thing I need more than ever it's it's like younger athletes like younger fighters similar to what like Conor McGregor was when he was coming out where he was like like just loud and stuff like I I want personality in, in these things and yeah. I find Mike Tyson uh, I, I mean would I pay for a Mike Tyson pay per view maybe not I would um, yeah of course you would for sure like you that's is definitely a, something that you're, you're not you're going thinking. to but you would no I will. but it's I don't. I don't see the attraction. I don't see the attraction of, of watching old guys fight. Like I agree with that, you. That's, but, you know? but the fact that the fact that he the said, the fact that he said, the fact that he said he's gonna do it for charity, which means it's not it's not like a get rich quick scheme. It's not gonna be done cheaply. It's yeah. gonna be done properly. Yeah. And if he but wants, if charity, he wants to do it. Up. I mean, it's not something up. I wouldn't suggest him to do it. It's obviously it depends on who he's fighting. It's extremely fucking dangerous, but. Look. If he wants to do it, that's all. All the power to him. He'll make a couple million dollars off it. And he said he's donating it, so why not let him do it? Listen, no, I, think, sure. I think it's admirable. And look, I'll, I'll obviously watch it. Uh, but the thing is, is that um, will, will you watch it though? Or are you just gonna watch like the next day? I'll watch the yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna watch the highlight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing it's, is, that's that's the problem. Yeah. The thing is, uh, with regards to Tyson, is we were like we saw this ten years ago. We saw Mike yeah. Tyson try and come back, and he's a far cry. From the 16-year-old who had a gun pulled to his head by trainer Customado, uh, you know what I mean? Like the the five ten menace that was completely unheard of. Nobody ever saw someone that uh, unapproachable at that size ever before. This you know just tight little pa tight package of meat basically yeah. um, just looked like a disaster last time we saw him fight, and I don't think it'd be any better. I I, I think again it's a the hand speed always will be impressive till 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 the grave, basically. But uh, I don't think he's much more than than that. Like he would need to catch someone almost immediately, and even then, uh, like two points. I, I always see. I always see. He's older someone guys. younger. The chin will be there, and his won't. I always see older guys that I, when I train at Otis's. I always see older guys hitting the bag, and their hands are still there. It's like, oh fuck, this guy's nasty. But like realistically, he gets in there, the punches are coming to his face a lot faster than he's realizing. Yeah. Can you just grow like a double chin and therefore <laughs> like a layer of protection or something? I heard I heard that uh, that uh, that Holyfield was was making a comeback too. When I heard that they would potentially fight, I just thought to myself like that's not what I want to see. As I, as much as I understand what you guys are saying, I would want to see my, uh, Mike Tyson take on like 
a kid, like not a kid, but like someone that's coming up in the, in the scene. You Why? Know? It's such a I don't know. I, I would, I don't know. Maybe it's, not, it's like I've watched. Because what if Mike Tyson <laughs> cracks this guy's face open? He won't, though, dude. That would be great. I would love that. I would love that. We you saw know? him lose to nobodies you know? at the end of his career. I know. Right. I agree, but like everybody has a puncher's chance. Yeah, but that's, that's the lie. That's the lie that the gamblers. No, it's real. It's, I'm telling you, it's real. You know, it's real. It's not true. You know it's, it's not true. No, I know it's true. Anybody can win in a fight. Yeah. You, know, it's, you think there's a pro fighter under the age of 30 or 35, let's say, that Mike Tyson can beat today? If I'm a betting man, no. But there's a puncher's yeah, chance. You know. There we go. There's a lot. But there's a puncher's chance all the time. They said that about Conor and Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. And Floyd Mayweather played with Conor McGregor. So, but okay. Are we gonna get into this? So Ooh, Conor McGregor, did. Conor McGregor did a lot better than a lot of people said he did. Oh, he did fine. He's just not Floyd Mayweather in boxing. You Nobody's know I mean? Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather is the best boxer of all time. Agreed. Agreed. Pound wait, for pound. Okay, I, I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give it to you. Pound for pound and defense leading, there's nothing. Nothing's even come close. Floyd Mayweather has never been punched. No one's ever laid a break. He's the only guy who's fought 51 fights, and he doesn't slur his words. Uh, you know? I just, I'm just saying that I, I, I know that the downside is that Mike Tyson gets knocked out. But I would watch that. <laughs> I'd rather watch that. Get, we just if he gets knocked out, you don't have to watch it. It'll just be all over the internet. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And we'll post it. We'll post it on our, on our right. Yeah, you just have to watch hotsawsports.ca. Um, <laughs> Terry, some teams are looking to return. Uh, the Some leagues are looking to return. The NHL is looking at a 24-team sort of uh, tournament um, instead of the regular playoff, instead of returning to regular season. What are your thoughts on that format? Um, I, I think that they should finish. I mean, I like the way with the NHL, I like the way they're doing it with the winning percentage because they can't play the other two games. A lot of teams, like in the in the idea that I had uh with uh that I wrote up in mid middle of April was that they all finish up to 71 games because there's some teams that had two two or two, maybe one or two games left. Mm -hmm. Uh so they go up to 71, then there's a new playoff format from there. So what they're doing now is which I like what they're doing because it's innovative. Any innovation, hey, I'm all for it. And what they're doing now is uh, the top four teams winning percentage will make it to the first round, pass the first round. The other teams will play a, a best of five. And those best of five, it, they won't reseed. It's going to be like a bracket. And, they'll, and they'll, so you know who you're playing against. And the top four teams that are left, they're going to play each other. So like a, like a tune-up game. It won't change the standings or anything, but it will be like a tune-up game. And um, it's interesting. I like what they're doing. I like the fact that they've come up with an idea and both, it seems like both sides have agreed. I know there's a lot of arguments and, uh, you know, concerns and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's, I think it's a great idea. And hopefully they get it done soon because I want to start watching hockey again. So I think the NHL has missed an opportunity here because for years they've been trying to push this rivalry agenda, right? The okay. Montreal, Toronto, Montreal, Boston, Toronto, Boston, Philly, Pittsburgh. Like, well, you the, can't really push it. It's already there. But, but I mean, but they've really tried to like milk the schedule out of making those matchups happen. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So, what if, here's a scenario what if team number five. Whoever mm -hmm. the fifth seed is. So one to four, yes, they get on to the next round. What they get to pick their matchup. Got to pick their matchup from nine to twelve. <laughs> no, I was guessing because it's so And then ridiculous. number six got to pick from the remaining three. Nah. And then number seven got to pick from the other two. So if you're like, Montreal, why would you pick if you're Montreal, why would you pick Boston? They'll why, slap well, the you, shit you out not, of them. You can pick someone else, but then also, like, the other team's be like, why the fuck you pick us? You think we're the worst team out of the group? We'll show you, right? And it creates that <laughs> energy but then, but then and that bad luck. If you're a low C team, if you're a low C team and you and you and you choose like the best opponent, 
You're probably not going to advance anyway. No, it's it's five to eight that pick nine to twelve. Yeah, right? not the okay. other way around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but so like, so I'm too dumb like for if this. you're eight, so like you like don't get what? a pick. You get whoever's left essentially. Okay, yeah. I'm too dumb for this. But like, if you're, <laughs> but like if you're five and you take nine, for example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're picking you the best, them, worst you team. Them, like because just as a mindfucker, like no, no, we're better than you. There's a reason you're ninth. You, you don't have a chance. I feel like like that, there could be some gamesmanship in there too. Oh yeah, or it could also be something like we beat you six and zero throughout the regular season, so we know we're better than you, right? So, so we're going to pick you and destroy it. Ego, you're probably one of the smartest guys I know. Shut the fuck up, relax. Um, <laughs> that was that was the dumbest suggestion I've ever heard in my life. Worst, I mean, I mean, it's not a dumb suggestion. No suggestions are stupid in, in this. The fact okay. is, is that they will never do that because as much as they want to push the rivalries, ego, you're right about that. They also they need teams like Montreal to play against Columbus because nobody cares about Columbus. They need teams like Boston to play against Columbus because nobody cares about Columbus. So that's why they, they would never do a thing where it's like, okay, you're going to play your rivalry week this week and you're going to be playing against Toronto. We'll never do that. It's not like college football. I know. It would just be nice. Speaking of which, or, I'm doing uh, my... the trash talk of, oh, you didn't pick us? Well, because you're scared, right? Yeah, that's true. They can just start trash talking there. But hockey players don't trash talk each other unless it's in group chats. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> pretty much. The uh, th they're not the only league looking at coming back. The NBA, the NBA is looking at having uh, a similar return. Uh, they're looking at having some some. I don't even know if they'd be exhibition games, and then a uh, one to sixteen tournament that ignores the conferences, uh, which I kind of find cool. Well, if they're all at, if they're all at a hub, it's cool. But if they have to travel west coast, well, no, because coast, but that's taking for granted that they won't travel. Yeah, uh, exactly. okay. So there's been some some theories that they might be playing at uh, uh, Disneyland. Is although California oh, I heard about that. Mark Cuban wants to build hotels at Disneyland. Or yeah. Something. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Mark Cuban's idea specifically. Yeah. Um, it's a good idea. The thing is, that yeah, the really. group hates Mark Cuban, so they'll never take the suggestion. <laughs> but uh, more likely, it'll probably be somewhere in Florida where everything is allowed. Uh, but I think, really, it's pretty, I think it's really cool because like some of these matchups, you get to see Lakers Nets, right? Two two versus. 15, I love I love that one. By the way, Lakers Nets is such a great matchup. Well, it is especially like what if what if Durant comes back because he's yeah. had the extra time. Yeah. Yeah. Like what if this happens yeah. only in July or August and he's had the time not to heal? I don't think he wants to play. And we have <laughs> we have LeBron and, and Kevin Durant first round in, his, in the first time ever that we have this tournament. It would be it would be absolutely nuts. It's he so went to Brook he went to Brooklyn so to good. retire. I don't think he went to win. <laughs> so I don't think he's gonna win that. I'm uh, loving uh, the Pacers you? Nuggets matchup though. That's one for I, me. I, if, I, if you're a Pacers fan, I would not love that matchup. <laughs> that is, I would never watch that matchup. I would never watch that. Oh no way. No, but it, I, I honestly I like it. As long as, but I think you should, because the season's cut short, you have to include more teams than what you've normally included in the playoffs. So I think stretching it to 20, 24 is the best idea. Um, well, they, Raptors, they, they, they would be keeping 16, but like I said, they would be going cross conference, which again, it's cool because you might end up with like, uh, you know, for example, uh, I don't know, Bucks, let's say Bucks Raptors in the final. Yeah. Or, or uh, you know, I don't know. They could be, you could get, you know, two teams from the Eastern Conference or two teams from the Western Conference being able to play against each other in the finals. It'd be one of those things where people look back like 20 years later, like, the hell happened here? Why, <laughs> why, was, why was LA at the Eastern Conference? Uh, but I, I think it could be interesting. Okay, Raptors-Grizzlies. That's, that's one I like. That one's fun. That one's fun. That one I like because you would see John Morant and you, you see him playing against a Raptors team would be pretty cool. 
and also I was thinking that Celtics uh a Celtics and the 76 is a pretty good one too like well that, that was good. like if, if they kept it conference wise that yeah. match was gonna be the same which is be really nice really nice that's the one I would watch the most out of all the matchups Celtics 76 is that's the one I would probably catch every game and what's cool is is also a you know the NBA has sort of had a uh, a reputation that despite being highly entertaining and and you know the ratings keep going up the the one thing that's played the NBA is people always say, especially in the first two rounds, you know exactly what's going to happen. And 100%. Yeah. You've been able to predict the finals every year, uh, but this would sort of definitely toss a wrench into it. You might have to play a team that you thought you'd see the finals. Like, we, we might we might get, you know, uh, but you know, I guess not Bucks Lakers, but we, we would get, like, we might get matchups that we could see foresee in the finals happening in, in, in uh, you know, the second round or third round of the uh, playoffs. So I think I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, any other thoughts on it, boys, before we move on? Uh, no, right now I'm upgrading the Zoom uh, to a pro so we don't get cut off. I will say, I will <laughs> awesome. say That's that. great, Terry, because, uh, you know, I just want to make sure we got your, your thoughts on this next topic. It's very important, and in no way am I using it to troll you. Dak Prescott. I was about to, I was about to fucking say something. I was going to say oh, that. Yeah, yeah, we don't I was care. Talking. It was literally, okay, never mind. Just <laughs> say the thing. Doesn't matter now. Just keep going. Keep rolling. No, no, no. Let's be as awkward as possible. <laughs> um, look. So Terry, uh, Dak Prescott refused another offer from the Cowboys. Uh, you're a Cowboys fan, so I'll start with you. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I have mixed feelings about it. The reason why is because I think that in five years. When his contract is up, he won't be worth forty-five million dollars. Mm-hmm. He's asking for he. It's the it's the most. I think it's one hundred forty-five over four years or something like that, right? Thirty-five million a year. I think that's the most he's going to get, and he wants forty-five million dollars on his fifth year. And I don't think that he's going to be worth that much when the market when that when the market comes. I think he'll have some success, but I don't think he's going to he's going to be. I think the Cowboys will have another quarterback in five years. Yeah, so I think the problem is he wants a lot of money long term. And even though the market is hot right now, in order to get that combination, you need to be like really good. And he just hasn't proven at that level, right? So you'll get a lot of money, but short term. Oh, you'll get a long term, but you'll get less money and everything. That's that's why I'm like, if I were the Cowboys, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to sign Cam Newton to a million and a half. (laughs) <laughs> and have him and Andy Dalton fight for the job, and you're gonna have to fight there too. And then see if you want thirty-five million dollars a year, prove it. And we're gonna tag you. And if you don't want to come here, that means you're not gonna play here. And it sucks because I like Dak. I think he's a great quarterback. He could be a great quarterback, but I, I just don't. I just don't see. I just it, it bothers me because it's like, do you want to win? If you want to win, take the most money that ever has been ever offered in a contract ever. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Take it. And just like just play football. Duke thoughts? Can't hear you. Your mic is off. I actually yeah. didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it looks okay. It shut Duke. up. We don't care. <laughs> Go, Duke. Duke. Oh, what was your thought, Duke? Whoa. All right. Oh, there he is. Okay. <laughs> Duke, what were your thoughts? I don't really have much on this because I don't, I'm not a big fan of Danny Dalton in general. Uh, I do think that Dak Prescott deserves the highest possible contract. I am I really do like Dak. Um, like, do I do I think that like do I think that he should be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL? 
it's hard to say. Like, I mean, I've seen a lot of great moments from him in general. Um, but I don't, I don't like this gamble that's going on right now where you're just relying on Andy Dalton potentially being what better than, better than Dak in practice. No, I think you have ah, to take it back. That's really, so, that's never going to happen. We're, 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 it's surprising because I actually thought Terry was going to be more pro Dak and I thought Duke was going to be more anti Dak. So that was interesting, but I'm pro Dak to the point where I think he deserves this money that they offered him, mm-hmm. but I'm like. Like you're being offered the most money ever. But Terry, but Terry, every every quarterback that's every starting quarterback uh, who's at least not terrible who signs the, the the next deal is always the next highest paid quarterback. We saw it with Eli Manning. We saw it with uh, who was it? Uh, and, and anyway, Jared Goff, Jared Goff uh, Matt Ryan. Signs the new Matt Ryan at one point. Yeah, like, like, Joe Flacco. The contracts don't necessarily equate greatness. They equate. Market value, which is dictated by the by the cap and the percentage of the cap that the, that yes. the quarterbacks put. The, the, the agents have all of this calculated. They know how much a top X quarterback is worth. Now, some here's a couple of things as I was looking into this. If you if you look at all the advanced metrics in terms of pace of game and so on and so forth, and the position that the defense creates for the offense and so on and mm-hmm. so forth, uh, where do you think the Cowboys ranked last season? In terms of uh, being put in the best position to score, total, total of offensive efficiency. Offensive it, it efficiency. It calculates how often you score based on all of the possible factors. Extremely low because nope. they nope. nope. What they were second in the NFL. They, how? They There's had, so many times where they didn't fucking score. <laughs> but they, they they often didn't turn they often didn't turn the ball over. They were often not put in great positions. It's true. Defense. They had they had a ton of missed field goals in, in crucial situations. Um, they. They, um, according to Vegas, they had lost four games or something that were like, as per the game script, they were supposed to win. Yeah, like the Saints game. There's a lot of games they should have won last year, but well, because of Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. they did not. Not because only because of him, but he was a big reason why he was flustered this year. They couldn't figure he couldn't figure it out. So that's why they're like, we're not giving you the money because last year you didn't really give us much to work with. And here's, but, here's uh, that's that's also that's also a gamble too, in a sense, like. Like when when it let let's say uh let's say he decides to sign a, a lesser contract maybe a couple of years less less money, um and then when it's time for him to go I always I always feel like these quarterbacks they tend to take that personally and they might yeah. not want to resign with you and then you're stuck with Andy Dalton like nobody wants Andy Dalton as well, or, yeah, whoever, or whoever they draft in three years or yeah. to Terry's point you have Cam Newton sitting there uh and you're one of the few teams with the cap space to sign a quarterback at one or two or three or four million dollars so so duke i have an example for you right you're obviously a raiders fan let's say Derek carr had to negotiate his contract and he's asking four years at 45 million right are you going to pay him that because the market's saying that's what he's worth no well what are you going to do you're going to settle for nathan peterman you're you're saying 45 (laughs) for a four but also very very different comparison Dak prescott's a way better quarterback than Derek carr will ever be and and, and Dal- Dalton and, and Peterman. I mean, that's that's just. I don't even know who's better. They're both terrible. <laughs> but what are what are the numbers on uh, how good a quarterback does compared to the year before he signed his quarterback, his, his contract, his big contract? Um, like if we look at Joe Flacco, Matt, I think Matt Ryan's the only positive, uh, like good 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 uh, example to the point where he actually thrived with his with his bigger contract. I, I think that's more perspective than reality. I think people sort of look for the failure. Um, and they tend to evaluate quarterbacks on wins, which I I've, I always make fun of as being a ridiculous concept because it's not, ri- it's not ridiculous. It just it shouldn't be your first argument. Correct, correct. It, it's like 
football, especially football. Like you can't win. We saw it with the Colts. They couldn't protect Andrew Luck, who by all metrics was a very, very good quarterback. And they were a borderline playoff team for, for a decade. And then he retired early because he got tired of getting hit in the face. And then he got sacked the least amount of times ever and decided to retire. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a, there's a yin and yang there. Yeah, for sure. Next. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough. So I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, Kevin Prince Boateng, uh, football, the uh, European footballer, soccer player, so to speak. Soccer, soccer player, you were Stop saying. Reading, yeah, yeah. On, stop reading he's Google. He's on, on loan to a <laughs> Turkish team from, from Florence. Um, his girlfriend, Melissa Sada, claims her dude is always injured because they have sex seven to ten, ten times a week. All right. First and of that's all. that's why he doesn't have his legs. First of all, if that's <laughs> the case, that if that's the eagle, I mean, what are your numbers at? Like, well, it depends on the week. Some weeks are busier than others. But yeah? If you're a professional athlete and you have a bomb-ass girl at home and everything, and that's not what you're doing in your off time, there's a problem. So I'm about, I'm a, I'd say I'm about, like, I'm about that seven time. Yeah, yeah seven. But I'm not an athlete. Yeah. yeah. I'm but not an that, athlete. I, I don't see how that can affect your injury. Like, to me, anything, like, Aren't you like more limber after? Aren't you all stretched no, so out to go? I was actually I was actually talking about it this week when we were younger, uh, because oh, I, actually it's a, it's perfect it's a perfect segue right here. Akeem Hoyt, he's doing his no nut May. He hasn't jerked off all month, and he says it's rough, but he feels springy. He feels springy. I do. Uh, I worked. do love that uh, when you asked me uh, to contribute, you said you just texted me. You said pick a date. It's gonna cost yeah. you five bucks. I was like, okay, sure, sure, but I want proof. And I had no idea what we were talking. About. I said, sure, but I want proof. <laughs> And then I saw on Instagram, and it was like, God damn it, I don't want to. <laughs> so oh. Akeem is not drinking off for the entire month of May, and good for him. And I remember when we were when you were younger playing football, it, our coaches to say the night before the game is don't leave it alone because your legs are going to be heavy the next day. So it's like this old <laughs> way of thinking. <laughs> but I can bitch. guarantee you that out of 52 kids on that team, 45 of them were drinking off. Like, yeah, or having some sex. Some of them might have jerked off each sex. other. Hey, Terry? Eagle. You know what? What, what happens in the what happens the in the North Shore Mustangs locker room stays in the North Shore Mustangs. Especially when coaches involved. No, I mean, no I, coaches. Ideally not. No coaches. <laughs> just weird. It's just weird. Oh uh, yeah, so I I saw that story. I thought I thought it was uh, pretty funny. I think it's bullshit. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I think it's just to draw attention to them. I mean, and you know what? If it helps them build a brand, go for it. Uh, Terry, so you retires. The title is now left vacant. Uh, what's next for MMA and? Uh, there's a, there's a lot there's a lot uh, to talk about in that division. So Henry Cejudo retires, uh, leaves a vacancy open um, for the Bantamweight Championship. We just saw him beat Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz felt like it was an early stoppage. I didn't. Um, so he'll probably get the next title shot versus somebody like Marlon Marias or Oliveira. There's a lot of guys that might come up. Uh, but what this does is it, it actually sets a huge precedent to the UFC. It's like if you have a guy at the top Make sure that he's taken care of or he's going to leave. And Henry Cejudo was making money for them. He wasn't the biggest draw, but he decided to retire at the right time. And he's probably going to fight a couple times the rest of his life and make a couple million bucks and ride off into the sunset. But I think that it leaves, it's a huge vacuum right now because the Bantamweight division is super tight. Uh, there's a lot of good fighters. And uh, it's interesting. They, there, there was actually heard, I saw, I saw a guy on Twitter talking about uh, they might be doing like a four man tournament kind of thing. That'd so, cool. like, cool. yeah. I uh, first thing I thought of was uh, when George St. Pierre retired um, yeah. now, sort of five or six years ago. Yeah, uh, it seemed to come out of seemed to come out of left field a little bit, and this kind of feels the same way. Uh, and that guy is sort of past their prime, but still highly effective. 
mm-hmm. uh, letting letting go at the top, at the top of the mountain. Well, so Henry Cejudo has been competing at the, at a high level for his entire life. Yeah. He was a D1 wrestler, Olympic uh, gold medalist. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he never stopped competing. So for him, he just had a kid. It's good for him to take a break. Uh, with GSP, with him was he had he had uh, financial issues with his with his former management company. Uh, he had just had a kid that uh, was a little kind of under the radar. Um, there's a lot of things about GSP retiring. A lot of people say it's because they started testing more for steroids and he retired right before uh there's a lot of things like that like a lot of rumors and i think gsp did it well he's like oh, i'm done and i'll come back maybe and then he comes back and he wins the middleweight championship <laughs> Dude, did, uh, did dana white get the idea for fight island from watching the street fighter movie <laughs> <laughs> it's so good it's so true that's all i can think of i would have i would love to watch that in my head when he said that i was thinking of some kind of like a jungle with like uh, torches all around, the, the <laughs> like a kumite, yeah, <laughs> like bloodsport. That's a great movie, by the way. Bloodsport, bloodsport, so great, unbelievable, so good. So was the best martial arts movie? movie. Was that you, Bull movie? The who? I, I'm on it. I'm on it. The I'm director, you, Bull. Yeah, I don't think it is, but I'm on, I'm on he, he it. He made '90s fight action movies, and I'm, I want to say it was. Oh, so, so he's a so he's a legend, and we should have a statue made of him. Oh, he's amazing. He's, a, he's, a, he's one of my favorite people of all it's, time. It's actually Newt Arnold. Oh, Newt Arnold. My mistake. There was, like, was like three or four guys with roughly the same name, all, re- all making the same kind of movies in the 90s. Wow, check this out. The budget was $1.5 and he made $65 million. That's incredible. That's amazing. <laughs> blood, sport. Blood, sport. It's like it's simple. Like, you know what you're getting. You're eating sports. You're getting blood. It's a beautiful cocktail. We miss it. Um... Terry, uh, I keep seeing rumors about McGregor making his return to Fight Island. Do you think there's any truth to that, or is that just yeah. sort of helping so, the rumor really go? So two things with that is that if he goes to Fight Island, the UFC has said it before. They said that, Dana White said that he doesn't want Conor McGregor to fight unless it's in front of fans because he loses a lot of money that way. Yeah. He, can, he, can, he can increase the prices on the tickets if Conor McGregor's fight. So that's one reason why they wouldn't waste a fight with him on Fight Island, but we don't know when this pandemic is going to end. And he wants a fight. And we know when Conor McGregor wants something, he's pretty much going to get it. There's already a rumor that he's going to get a title shot for the welterweight championship. Like, why the fuck would he get a ch- He's He's yeah, fought twice. He's fought twice at that weight class, and he's lost one of them. And the only other time is he he almost beat the guy that he lost to. It's not even like – it's not real anymore what's going on. And but it's, there's so many guys that deserve a title shot over Conor McGregor at welterweight, and – and he's getting but, but if, you're, shot, but if, you're the, if you're the commissioner of UFC, what's most deserving is what most puts money in your pocket. Of and course. there's not a greater draw right now than sort of like the, the but, legend of Conor McGregor. But every time he loses, he's less valuable, right? Of course, but exactly that's another thing. But also right now you're at a point where anything you put on, people are gonna watch because there's nothing else to watch. Yeah. So you don't have to put him with for a belt. You could put him actually in his proper division at 155, and you can and have him fight. Nobody, we'd love it. Not a nobody, another guy that's looking to get a title shot. I mean, and the one fifty, the lightweight division, just because he's not getting the fight with Khabib, he's being a baby and he doesn't want and he doesn't want to fight anybody else because he's scared. Just put him in a bikini and make him do the ring girl stuff. Walk but with the, a little <laughs> I mean, why I not? The worst part about Connor is that, that every time there's a fight, he he goes on Twitter and he calls out like eighteen people. And he's just like, "I'll fight you, I'll fight you, I'll fight you." Like, relax, man. Just have your whiskey and shut the fuck up. Dude, how he's, ter- he's terrible whiskey, by the way. 
No, it's not terrible. It just is better on rocks. Like, but wasn't, can't, there, you, wasn't there that wasn't there that 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 in a bar there's some old Irish guy that got mad at everybody? Like, your whiskey. Yeah, because he was trying to force he was trying to force it down everybody's throat, and the guy's like, no, and he threw a glass <laughs> in the guy's face. So, so is this is this piece being super elitist again? But Irish whiskey is actual trash, and just give me scotch all day, every day. I mean, the, I mean, no, I, I'm not the type of guy. I'm not going to tell you that Scotch is better that's than Irish or Tennessee or Japanese. I'm not going to tell you. I like a million different kinds, and it's if if it tastes good to me, I'll drink it. Yeah, like, yeah if tomorrow you have to have one, and it's the only one you're ever going to have ever again. Which one is it? It's not Irish whiskey. Uh, that's a good one. I actually made a list. It's probably. I want to say. Macallan 18 for me. Yeah, Nickel- yeah, exactly. Which I was going to say, like, a, well, depending. If you like smoke, you can go with, like, a Lafroig potentially. Lafroig is or- great. Lagavulin would probably be the one. Lagavulin would be good, too, yeah. Yeah, Lagavulin. I think, yeah, I like Lagavulin, but a little too smoky for, like, the rest of my a life. regular day drinking. Yeah, I that's, a, that's I want, I want balance for, like, if I get a one drink on a, on a – like, if I have to crash land somewhere and all there is is a factory of this of this drink, like, it's got to be something I can drink every day. Yeah, you and want your Macallan 18. Unfortunately, yeah, I agree with you. For that. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a, there's a lot. I mean, I can go, I can talk about whiskey and cigars for hours, but it's 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 there's a lot. But Lagavulin would be one. But like you said, it's not an everyday one. It's like once a week. But you're not picking like a Bushmills or anything stupid. No, right? no, 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 no. I'd probably pick like something, something like obscure. Like I like the Dickel, the special edition Dickel from Tennessee. That was really good. Tennessee whiskey is underrated, man. Oh, and big time. Is Tennessee in Ireland? Uh, not that I know of, but it might have. Been. <laughs> It's Tennessee in Earth. <laughs> you never know. Duke, uh, me for a second. crash landing, take a break from getting the, the, the I know you're still looking at Bloodsport blood stuff. So uh, <laughs> if you if you crash landed next to a factory uh, and you were never going to be found and you just got to drink that for the rest of your life, which factory would you crash next to? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I know my it's answer. A, it's a, like factory in general, any kind of factory? Any kind of well, factory. Ideally, they produce alcohol. Otherwise, this question doesn't work. Oh, it's only alcohol. Oh, only alcohol. I, I mean, say, I guess it could be snapple. I'd say, I'd say, like, I'd say, like, some kind of like a gin factory would be pretty sweet. Gin. I'm. Ha- I actually just opened like Romeo's got, gin. You could mix good. it. We could mix it with a bunch of stuff. You don't get bored after a while, you know. That's fair. So that's fair. Right. I, I would. Well, I, I would land cover. it. I'd probably land in like craft, craft dinner. Craft dinner. <laughs> Wait, I thought this was just booze. Like a, like a, like, a ter- like the ending of Terminator, but with craft dinner. Food because I was gonna go just food. Just talking to the cheese. No, I thought it was food, but then it turned into alcohol, so I just food? said craft dinner. No, it's anything. I was, I was, I was All right, boys. We got no more sports left, so I'm rapping music here. You can't hear <laughs> Why? it, but they will. We're talking about booze. Keep Thank talking. you, Terry. You got a minute. <laughs> Thank you, Eagle. You, you've been anyway, we can still finish sports. this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? What, 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 what did you just crack open, Terry? That are not sponsors? Uh, Romeo's Gin. And should they be sponsors? <laughs> they should be sponsors. They're very good. Not Gym that factory. fucking casket crew shitty ass. I love whiskey. Irish whiskey if they give me money. Yeah, exactly. Every, whatever. Even a casket crew, if they decide to sponsor and they say, "Hey, we'll give you money," it's become the worst whiskey to the best. It'll be it'll be the only thing I drink. It'll be a thing I bring to parties. <laughs> I I'll take pictures and post it with my face on on every social media all the time, all day. Give us money because we are complete sellouts. Okay, bye. <laughs> Good job, guys. All right, later, boys. Ego, post it so I can start cutting it up. Yeah. Well, post it in the group so I can start cutting it up. Later.